0: Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Seam Lund and today we do another Instagram Q&A. If you want to ask me a question, then make sure you follow me on Instagram at Seam Lund, where I do those Q&As regularly. All right, so question number one, would you advise dairy for everyone? So uh, I do think that dairy is a you know, great source. Obviously, it's the number one uh, source of uh, calcium. And the uh, chances are, if you're not eating any dairy, then uh, it's very hard to uh, reach your daily calcium RDA. And, you know, the consequences of that have to do with mostly, like, later, <laughs> in a few decades. Like, your risk of osteoporosis and uh, osteoarthritis and just, you know, frailty increases. If you're not getting enough calcium, you're going to have more uh, brittle bones. Obviously, the most, like, impactful thing for your bones and joints is, you know, resistance training and some aspects of exercise. But uh, they have found that lifelong, you know, adequate calcium intake, adequate vitamin D levels and physical exercise are the biggest, like, contributors to Uh, bone health uh, later in life as well so i think that you know if you're not allergic to dairy then you should uh, have a little bit you know some uh the number one or best sources of dairy in my opinion are like cottage cheese and curd uh even like regular cheese uh these uh fermented cheeses raw cheeses are actually very good for spermidine even uh but uh yeah like cottage cheese is very good protein uh, and uh, you get like plenty of calcium from there as well yogurt kefir are great i'm not like you know Huge on like regular milk. Uh, I don't think that's kind of you don't you don't get like that good micronutrients from there, and it's like the calories aren't necessarily worth it. But I mean, small amounts is still uh, fine. Uh, but like raw dairy, uh, raw milk, um, yeah, I mean, could be a great source. If you're allergic, then um, I don't think that's obviously not too worth it. If you have lactose intolerance, obviously, uh, or if you uh, you know uh, are just you know allergic to uh, milk you get acne or something like that then it's probably not uh, worth it the substitute for that would be the for the calcium would be like you know fish bones so sardines herring salmon uh, mackerel all these uh, smaller fishes uh, you can get the bones or you can get the calcium from the bones uh, which is the best source and other like you know just just chicken bones or uh, ligaments uh, tendons beef bones ribs soft ribs are very good for the calcium as well so just have to like you know consume more of those uh, foods if you're if you're uh, unable to consume some dairy but a little bit of dairy if you aren't allergic is great because there's actually a lot of some research showing that dairy uh, also is associated with like more leaner body composition and uh, more muscle mass because it's very kind of anabolic and it also helps to reduce some um, or it binds to some of like the fat that you eat. So if you have like a fatty meal, some dairy next to it, the calcium and the dairy will bind to some of the fats, which will help with the body composition and the leanness. If you want to truly know the state of your health and uh, disease risk, then check out Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is an at-home biomarker service that you can use to test up to 43 different biomarkers like lipids, liver enzymes, inflammation, sex hormones, and much more. The process is simple, you order the test kit to your home, use the little finger prick device to give your blood, send it back and you get results to your online dashboard or app. You can get a 25% discount off all their tests if you head over to seamlund.com forward slash tracker, that's in one word, and you can use the code seamlund at checkout. That's seamlund.com forward slash tracker and the code is seamlund. Is it okay to mix your creatine and collagen and take it together? Uh, Yeah, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. There's, I mean, creatine is best absorbed with water and uh, yeah, the collagen will also be, you know, obviously better if you mix it with some water. How much of vitamin D if you are very deficient? So, uh, you know, depends on uh, the reason why you are vitamin D deficient. If it's winter and uh, you haven't been exposed to sun for months and months, then yeah, maybe it's worthwhile to take like 5,000, 10,000 IUs for a few weeks to boost your vitamin D levels back up because, you know, the consequences of not doing so, I think, are greater. Like, your risk of all-cause mortality is much bigger (laughs) from having those uh, low low levels of vitamin D than taking a supplement for a few weeks to kind of boost your levels back up again. If you have, like, normal vitamin D levels, um, then, yeah, you don't need to take the supplement. uh, Just kind of try to get more natural sunlight exposure depending on the season. Uh, if it's summer and your vitamin D levels are low, then obviously just go outside, spend more time outside. And uh, there are like some critical nutrients also that help you to absorb vitamin D or produce it. Uh, so uh, like boron and uh, cholesterol actually are very important for that. Or sulfur, sulfur, so that you uh, pretty much convert the cholesterol in your body into the hormones and stuff. So uh, yeah, you have to pretty much eat sulfur-rich foods, uh, cruciferous vegetables, meat, eggs, fish... As well as boron-rich foods like, uh, you know, dried plums, raisins, uh, just mostly like plants and vegetables. In the in the skin of the plants and vegetables, you get the boron. Or take a, like a boron supplement. Uh, those are pretty much obesity is harmful for the vitamin E levels. So if you have low vitamin E levels, then uh, you need to lose the fat because the fat, yeah, pretty much you know, it, like steals the vitamin D. Best time to take berberine, resveratrol, spermidine, and curcumin when lifting. So uh, some of these supplements have like a negative effect on uh, the lifting performance and the lifting gains. So uh, definitely don't take berberine and resveratrol as even like curcumin post-workout. I wouldn't uh, do that. Generally, it's better to take them before the workout or on the rest days because they suppress the mTOR pathway and uh, yeah, not like inducive of the muscle growth. Spermidine is something that you could take after workout as well, but I prefer to take it in the morning. I think it's kind of better because the circadian peak of autophagy is in the early morning, so it uh, kind of makes sense to take it then. Uh, all of these supplements pretty much I would take in the morning uh, before a workout. Or if you eat like carbohydrates, uh, like you're eating some foods that have carbs, then the berberine after that could also be good best way to clean the gut so that de- depends on you know what's the issue is it ibs is it uh, constipation is it some other bacterial dysbiosis um, or colitis or whatever like yeah the different you know gut issues and uh, different you know, reasons to clean the gut i wouldn't think that it's like smart to just nuke the gut for n- no reason if you don't have like any symptoms you don't experience any complaints about your gut then there's no like reason to try to like clean it (laughs) deliberately or nuke it for no other reason Uh, but generally like you know some periods of fasting with bacterial infections uh, works very good like all the animals pretty much stop eating if they're sick and uh, Bacteria not viruses bacteria definitely uh, Die out if you don't feed them. So uh, fasting is very good for bacterial infections generally Would adding collagen and glycine to coffee inhibit absorption? Um, well I think I haven't like seen anything that could suggest that there is one thing that coffee does that it does uh, make you uh, like lose some glycine but the amount is like you know 0.1 milligrams or um, something like that so it's very small 100 milligrams or something like that of uh, glycine that you lose from coffee Uh, so I do think that it's good to add some glycine to the coffee because it's also sweet so you don't have to use sugar um, with collagen uh, obviously it mixes with coffee uh, I don't think or I, I don't know if it uh, reduces the absorption coffee generally does like reduce the absorption of many things like it reduces the absorption of obviously iron for example and other nutrients so I think the best way to drink coffee is to not add like a bunch of stuff or supplements or nutraceuticals in there so just drink the coffee on an empty stomach pretty much um, or with food uh, to um, reduce the absorption of let's say iron or some other Uh, compounds that you don't want to absorb necessarily but uh, with collagen and glycine i would take them um, separately generally Uh, glycine can be added because i mean you would just generally take that much more glycine if you take like three grams of glycine with coffee then um, it's not gonna like (laughs) have any harmful effect Uh, rank blueberries and tart cherry taking calories and carbs into consideration Uh, well blueberries generally are higher in antioxidants and lower in carbs. So cherries uh, are a bit sweeter. They have a bit more sugar, but the cherries have a lot more melatonin uh, than uh, blueberries. So uh, the anthocyanins and the blueberries, they have very, very good effects on the brain and just overall, uh, like, cardiovascular health and just powerful antioxidants. Char- tart cherry and the overall cherries are uh, more good for, like, melatonin. So, Tart cherry juice for the evening or just having uh, cherries for dessert in the evening is very good for the sleep. Um, so I, I don't know how to rank. There's different, like, <laughs> different purposes of why would you use them. I personally like blueberries more, but I actually, from the melatonin side, I would, th- I would think that uh, adding the cherries for the dinner uh, probably has like a more impactful effect on your health because if you sleep better from the high melatonin, then that's obviously sleep fixes almost everything. Uh, collagen versus glycine supplements so um, you know collagen is one third glycine but uh, you know if you take 10 grams of collagen then that's only three grams of glycine that's just one single serving of glycine per day Uh, you would want to get like you know 10 to 15 20 grams even in some cases of glycine per day in my opinion usually people get like five grams from diet your body makes three grams additionally itself so that's eight grams Uh, three grams of collagen so there's 11 grams so yeah most people would still need like 10 grams of glycine or at least five grams on a supplement. Cut out sugar and bad carbs from today to tomorrow, or day to day less. So I guess the question is like, should you cut out the bad carbs and uh, the bad oils and stuff immediately? Like you know, tomorrow I'm not, uh, I don't eat any of them, or you know, reduce them slowly. Uh, obviously, I don't think there's no, you know, withdrawal symptoms to seed oils or uh, sugars unless like you're super psychologically addicted. Uh, that may cause like psychological distress, but I don't think that would have to be like very severe case of like eating disorder or something. Um, so I think you can obviously just cut them out immediately, in my opinion. But th- then again, like if you have them once in a while, again, like it has to like if you ch- if you shift your mindset about it, then instead of having this mindset that yes or no, black and white, I'm never having this again. Uh, You can shift your mind to that. Okay. Every once in a while, if I do happen to eat it, I'm not going to be freak out. I'm not going to freak out about it. I think that's a much more sustainable and more, you know, more inducive of longevity than having this black and white mentality that I'm never eating these things again. Because, you know, if you do break, then that can also just lead to this rebound effects that you accidentally eat the sugar, then you rebound back into eating 10 kilograms of candies in one sitting or something. So if you, but if you have like this flexible mentality that 80%, like an 80, 80 20 rule, 80% of the time you're on point, you're eating the clean and healthy diet, but 20% of the time, you know, when you're in the restaurant or it's Christmas or a birthday, whatever, you have a little bit of the quote unquote unhealthy stuff because the quantities and frequency is so small, it doesn't have any actual effect on your health. It, and what it does actually is just liberates you from this black and white, uh, anxious, OCD <laughs> mindset mentality, in my opinion. Yeah, so you just shift your mindset a little bit. That, yeah, obviously you can cut it out immediately right now. Do, do, do. do we need to take glycine in addition to collagen or either one is fine? So the same question. Uh, I think, you know, adding 10 grams of collagen into a day is great. But 10 grams of glycine as well would be even better <laughs> to get the uh, required amounts of, or recommended amounts of uh, collagen. What to eat before strength competition? Well, yeah, the uh, kind of fueling for the whatever like even if you plan on having like a good workout the next day like a heavy workout you're going to try some new records uh, then um, the feeding the fueling period starts already the day before because there's only like a very small amount of um, carbs or as glycogen your body can store so you need to have like a longer period of time to fully saturate the muscle glycogen stores and generally you need to start the night before so you have like a like a meal of uh, some complex carbohydrates like potatoes and rice with uh, protein the night before. And uh, the next morning, you also want to have some complex carbohydrates like two hours before, something like that oatmeal, pot- potatoes, something like that, two hours before. And uh, maybe like one hour before or 30 minutes before having like some quick, simple sugars like uh, fruits or dextrose powder or something like that. I'm getting a lot of questions about how much collagen should you take per day because obviously i just released the book with dr james the collagen cure uh, how many grams of collagen should you take to have the benefits well uh well in studies they actually find that even five grams is uh sufficient to see some results but the optimal amount is still like 10 to 15 grams in my opinion uh because yeah you know the requirement for glycine even we don't know exact how much glycine you should need like there's three grams your body makes itself but it um, consumes 15 grams at minimum per day for collagen turnover and creatine synthesis and hormone synthesis and upward to like 36 grams per day. So somewhere between there uh, is kind of the recommended amounts. If you have like some sort of joint injury, then even like 20 grams a day could be beneficial. But I think like, yeah, 10 grams, is, 10 to 15 grams is a kind of sweet spot. Is there a benefit from sunlight other than vitamin D? Uh, yeah, sunlight, obviously it regulates the circadian rhythm, which is, Huge for sleep-wakefulness cycles, your melatonin production, your energy levels, mood, alertness, and uh, just you know overall health and vitality, NAD production. But uh, the direct exposure to sunlight and the UV radiation from the sunlight also helps you produce melatonin, which uh, has like a lot of antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits in your sleep. Uh, Tips for waking up groggy after eating carb backloading. So uh, that. Chances are that you either eat too many carbs or you eat too close to bedtime. I think uh, that generally is what could cause this or there's something that you react to. Like maybe you react bad to potatoes or what are what are other carbs you're eating. And a lot of the times people who have negative experiences with eating, let's say, carbs... Uh, especially in the keto world is that uh, or carnivore world is that they just eat the bad carbs <laughs> like they eat uh, too much of some processed uh, carbohydrates or sugars which I, i'm not saying that this person is but but uh, generally like a lot of times they think that carbs equal weight gain because whenever i eat carbs i gain weight uh, but they accidentally eat like a box of donuts for example uh, so I also you do like double check those things but overall the amount of carbs affects that and uh to Making sure you don't eat immediately before bed. Uh, best foods to break a prolonged fast. Would you recommend dairy or fruit? Uh, dairy, not so much. I don't think so. Because your gut is quite sensitive. Uh, and even like if you don't have allergies, you could like get some reaction from dairy. Uh, fruit is great. I think fruit can be good because of the fructose will be just stored as liver, uh, liver glycogen. And it kind of hydrates you as well and gets the enzymes going. Uh, I prefer... Yeah, like some fruit berries, protein powder, or eggs, or uh, fish, kind of my favorite ways to break the fast. And some uh, steamed kind of vegetables. Best sources of vitamin D during wintertime when it's dark and no sun at all. So uh, there are like some vitamin D lamps that you can use. Uh, those will, you know, give the bare minimum effect. There's also like this uh, seasonal effective disorder lamps that help with the circadian rhythm side. Uh, obviously, some vitamin D supplements, maybe 5,000 IUs in the north is a good uh, baseline to take in the winter. Uh, like the solar beds, uh, they, I think they do help with vitamin D synthesis, but uh, like you should use them only like very small, very infrequently, like maybe... Once a month for maybe five or ten minutes. I've I've never taken like a solar bed. Um, I don't know, you know, exactly how much you should take, but I think um, it's it's still like a little bit worth it in uh, very small amounts for the vitamin D side. So they do help with with that a little bit, but obviously in excess they can also just cause skin damage. So like maybe like five minutes is probably enough to get like a small boost. the best glycine to take. I mean, uh, glycine is very generic supplement. I don't think that there's any, or well, there's not a lot of um, like concern that you should uh, worry about. How frequent must blood tests be? <laughs> so uh, I think a good baseline is to do like one, like a regular uh, blood panel per year, uh, which includes some of the main uh, biomarkers like cholesterol, blood sugar, uh, triglycerides, vitamin D. Uh, magnesium calcium liver enzymes uh, crp testosterone hf1 so so just like a few of the most basic uh, biomarkers i have made a video about as well some of the uh, blood tests to take regularly Uh, but yeah that's like what i would do kind of as a baseline once a year for most people Uh, if you if you don't change anything about your life like you live the same lifestyle you eat the same diet same exercise routine then you obviously probably don't need to check your blood either that often like if you haven't changed anything then you could even go like three years without testing anything Um, if you do change many things like you see that your cholesterol or blood sugars are bad from test one then uh, in six months or so test it again to see what it has changed um, if you have changed anything about your diet so that's kind of uh, depends on the individual generally are there any supplements that can stop autophagy? Um, so obviously there are many foods that will stop autophagy, mostly like carbohydrates, sugars, fruit, and protein. Uh, but uh, supplements—I don't know if there are any direct supplements. Probably like amino acids, protein powder, um, and those kind of things. There are many supplements that can enhance autophagy, like you know vitamin C, rapamycin, metformin, berberine. Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, the supplements that directly stop would have to be something that has like a significant amount of uh, sugar and carbohydrates Collagen is good in tablet form. Uh, I would uh, much rather take it in a powder uh, So it's more like absorbed as a nutrient in the bloodstream How to reduce abdominal fat so uh, for that obviously you need a calorie deficit lose some weight exercise and uh Some specific like, you know, stubborn belly fat, you know, a lot of the times you have high cortisol levels. If you have like a lot of this uh, visceral, stubborn belly fat and um, fat that tends to not lose even if you're in a calorie deficit, that's like the cortisol side. So you need to actually also take a step back and not be so stressed out or reduce your cortisol levels. So if you do a lot of fasting, if you do a lot of exercise, a lot of cold and all those things, but you're still not losing that last bit of uh, belly fat, then chances are you're just um, overstretching your body and releasing too much cortisol. And uh, sometimes being too low carb can also cause that. Um, And uh, yeah, just just eating carbs reduces the cortisol and actually uh, helps you to lose the last bit of uh, stubborn belly fat. Is coffee the only option for quick energy boost for athletes? Uh, Well, for athletes, so um, I think for athletes specifically, I would say like pre-exercise cold exposure or pre-exercise cooling has also been found to very powerful for exercise performance and uh, even strength and uh, speed so uh, you do want to like you know cool down your body doing exercise in some shape or form and uh, before that that has like a positive effect on and if you do like a do short, short cold shower or even go outside without a shirt or with like you know less clothes outside in the winter then that does invigorate you the cold I think that's kind of the next best thing after coffee or, or even like the cold is better than coffee in a lot of cases what foods recommended for collagen glycine? Currently eating pork rinds and occasionally gelatin. So yeah, like gelatin is one probably the number one source of um collagen and glycine from food. Then there's uh, these uh, jello, jello powder, gelatin, um and uh pork skin. So yeah, like pork rinds, pork ears, <laughs> those are great, uh chicken skin, chicken drumsticks, chicken wings, fish with the skin. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it most of the there are like some plant based as well like sesame seed flour and some peanuts but um, most of it, it has to do with like, yeah, skin, ligaments, tendons, and uh, jello is kind of the number one best sources. Does bread have resistant starch because it's cooked and cooled? So there is a little bit of as long as it's whole grain um, But if it's like the refined bread then uh, no, it's kind of just you know destroyed rate Batman's circadian rhythm. <laughs> so that's an interesting question I saw. So Batman he is uh, a businessman at daytime and at night he fights criminals. so uh, he obviously has messed up circadian rhythm. sometimes he sleeps, sometimes he doesn't. in most cases he doesn't and he does night shift basically. Uh, in the movies I haven't seen like does he take naps in the daytime or what does he do there? like there's not a lot of <laughs> context in that sense. I do think, yeah, like he probably just has a very messed up night shift uh, circadian rhythm, which is carcinogenic and accelerates his aging a lot. You know, obviously he's a billionaire, but uh, still, he will die prematurely if he keeps doing that for too long. Um, Advice for skinny guy on muscle and diet. So skinny guys usually just under eat um, or they have like some um, malabsorptive condition like IBS or uh, colitis or something that prevents them from actually absorbing the protein and or they just get diarrhea if they eat too much food. So uh, for that, you need to figure out what is causing the gut tissues and uh, slowly introduce the foods that you uh, do best with. And if you're struggling with eating enough calories, there's people like that as well, then uh, just liquid calories, protein powders, juices even, milk is very common, but that can also just generally give you good diarrhea. I've seen a trend that... um, Skinny guys who uh, get, like, diarrhea very easily, they get a lot of diarrhea from milk very fast because of the lactose, probably. So, yeah, like, you figure out what is the issue and try to get in the calories. Uh, you can easily, you know, get very light, much calories with, like, nut butters, uh, pork fat, you know. <laughs> We're talking about collagen, so eat a lot of, like, this pork belly and stuff. Um, beef is kind of, yeah, but, you know, a lot, a lot of meat is still... You lose a lot of calories for the digestion from the protein, Uh, so I think like you need to resort to more of like these, you know, nut butters, even jam, uh, liquid calories, and even like maybe some processed foods. Uh, Other than working out and eating well, number one longevity hack. So obviously sleep, (laughs) take care of sleep. Sleep at least eight hours. I think yeah, like more upper end of eight hours is more beneficial. But let's say that's not, that's also included there. Let's say uh, I would then say sauna, regular sauna use. So yeah, like taking a sauna four times a week, that's gonna reduce your all-cause mortality by up to 40%, which is you know great. And it also has protective effects on heart disease, Alzheimer's, depression, and uh, many other things. So I think the sauna is probably number, the next best thing after exercise, sleeping and eating well. How long have you been working out? I started working out like regularly consistently at the gym or i like the first time i went was like when i was maybe 16 but then i only did it for like a few months then i stopped for a year or so but i then consistently started doing it when i was like 17 and uh, i haven't stopped since right now i'm 28 so i've been doing over 10 years of exercise of uh, like you know resistance training uh, regularly does decaf have some benefits as regular coffee assuming it's good quality so uh, decaf it does because the, a lot of the polyphenols and antioxidants are still in the coffee beans even if they're decaf and uh, actually the recent study that i talked about in my channel did show that decaf coffee was also associated with reduced heart disease and uh, reduced mortality so yeah decaf is still better than no coffee because of the polyphenols and antioxidants uh, but the uh, caffeine itself could also have like some health benefits in moderate amounts so small amount of caffeine like 200 milligrams of caffeine per day but uh, that still has independent effects uh, benefits as well because in the study the people who consumed the caffeinated regular coffee had better results than the ones who consumed uh, decaf. What percentage of magnesium can be absorbed from magnesium oil if any? that's a very specific question Uh, I honestly don't know the answer to that Uh, transdermal magnesium is the best absorption way yes so you absorb the most magnesium through the skin uh, compared to diet or supplements but yeah like magnesium baths epsom salt baths are great probably those are better than the oil in my opinion because you stay in the water for a lot longer is it safe to take glycine pills more than three times a day 1000 milligrams per pill <laughs> so yeah i mean three times a day that's three grams uh, th- that's very safe i think you can even take it 10 grams if i'm eating protein from eggs salmon shrimp and cheese do i still need to take collagen yes i well i mean it would be recommended because those foods uh, don't have that much uh, collagen maybe salmon if you eat the skin uh, shrimp as well if you eat the uh, you know the crust but the cheese and eggs don't have that much collagen uh, or glycine. And uh, yeah, you would want to add something that has some skin, like chicken skin, fish skin, pork skin, or just the bones, the ribs, ligaments. Best abs exercise, uh, well, depends on what you're targeting like for for the best ab exercise for just core strength, core stability, and uh, like, yeah even like the ab muscle size would probably be the ab uh, wheel so the ab rollout with the wheel uh, especially if you do it uh, with the, the like you know full full extension as well as uh, on the toes not on the knees so that's probably the most like impactful ab wheel or ab exercise in my opinion for the ab size but obviously if you want to see the ab definition and see the six pack and stuff then you need to lose the fat Alright, that's it for this Q&A. If you want to ask me a question, then make sure you follow me on Instagram at SeamLund. Other than that, thanks for watching this video. Make sure you click the like, subscribe, notification bell as well. My name is Seam, stay optimized, stay empowered.